Welcome to The Witness, True Stories of Children and Gender Identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. We invite you to listen and bear witness. Interrupted. Before my daughter was born, I read so many books leading up to and after her birth. Books on pregnancy, books on raising happy children, books on raising grateful children. These books discussed breastfeeding versus bottle feeding, the importance of schedules, discipline, parenting styles, what to do when they're sick, and everything in between. Nowhere in any of these books Was there a chapter on what to do if your child suddenly declares a transgender identity? In fact, I did not recall any books on this phenomenon when I was getting my master's degree in psychology. There was no mention of it in our human sexuality classes or diversity classes. That is because it did not exist. None of these books told me that I had to make sure my daughter knew that she was a girl, that there are only two genders, and that no matter what she wore or did to her body, this cannot be changed biologically. Gender used to be implied by biological sex, but no longer. However, I was completely blind to this new concept that has infiltrated our entire culture. I was so busy making sure I was teaching her that she was so much more than her beauty, that she could literally be anything she wanted to be when she grew up that God made her perfect, just the way she is. It never occurred to me to tell her, my sweet, beautiful, you can be anything you want to be in this world, but the one thing you cannot be and will never be is a boy. Like many other girls that display rapid onset gender dysphoria, ROGD, my daughter is quirky, funny, artistic, Compassionate, loves animals, and marches to her own beat. She has had issues with self-esteem, anxiety, and was diagnosed with ADHD, inattentive type in elementary school. We always nurtured her creativity through art classes and allowed her to dress how she liked and style her hair how she liked, which ranged from pink tutus to her leopard-only phase. She is strong-willed, self-determined, and I definitely have to choose my battles with her. She came out to my husband and me the summer before her sixth grade year as bisexual. I thought this was interesting since she had a crush on a boy the previous year, but no crushes on girls and had never been kissed. We told her we love her and to not worry about her sexual orientation. It takes time to figure out who you are and the type of person you are attracted to. 
but that we loved her regardless of who she loved. In the sixth grade, she met a friend group that had been at a different elementary school, and they immediately accepted her as one of their own. It seemed all of them were quirky and unique like she was, but something was a bit off. Many of them wore fur ears and tails, and there was a lot of LGBTQ discussion and LGBTQ flag swapping. My daughter started talking about LGBTQ and drawing corresponding flags nonstop. I have always been an LGBTQ advocate, but at the same time, I was bothered that this was all she would discuss. Even when I tried to steer the discussion a different direction, it would end up back to LGBTQ issues, jokes, or people. They were also discussing their sexuality intently and frequently, but no one was actually dating, kissing, or even holding hands with each other. We held off getting her a phone until seventh grade. She still seemed happy and was trying swim team for the first time. Her friend group stayed the same, but changes were occurring. One girl, an identical twin, changed her name to a boy name, cut off all her hair, and came out as a transgender boy. Then another girl in the same friend group self-proclaimed she was a boy within months and changed her name to a boy name. My daughter said that is just the way it is and started referring to her friends by their preferred names. Shortly after COVID hit in March and they were not going back to school after spring break, my daughter was extremely distraught over this. She began staying on a group FaceTime chat with her friends for hours at a time. I have bark on her phone and I started getting notifications daily from a group chat she was on with these same school friends. Increasingly, the memes they were sharing were very pro-transgender and anti-cisgender. My daughter started withdrawing from us and spending more and more time in her room on her group chats. Then in May, the ball dropped. She was very agitated, which we assumed was just hormones and being in quarantine. She told us that night she was gender fluid, which morphed into non-binary, which morphed into she thinks she is more male than female, all within a few weeks. When asked to explain or elaborate on how she was feeling, all she could articulate is she knows she does not feel like a girl. To say that we were shocked was an understatement. She had never shown signs of gender dysphoria, which she now claimed to have. She immediately wanted us to call her a new name and use they, them pronouns, and there were discussions of wanting a binder. I had to look this up. Her wardrobe that she had picked out was all of the sudden too girly, which consisted of mostly nasty shirts, shorts, and jeans. I was beginning to feel like she had pulled me onto a roller coaster that only goes in circles, and I could not get off, and I was feeling quite nauseous. What I knew of transgender people was very little, other than it was once very rare, They were often discriminated against, and many had other underlying mental health issues. Her self-diagnosis seemed very wrong to me, but she was so adamant in her belief that she was transgender and even called me transphobic because I did not immediately affirm her in this belief. 
I started to wonder if indeed I was transphobic. All of the research I did said if I did not affirm her, I was transphobic, and worse, I was putting her at risk of suicide. I began to question every decision I made as a parent. I cried daily for the daughter I thought I was losing and desperately tried to imagine my beautiful girl transforming into a boy as if that were even possible. I spent hours of watching home videos and looking at photos searching for a glimpse of what I must have missed, but there was nothing, literally nothing. What I found was my sweet quirky girl wearing all pink one year and then her leopard print phase, tiaras, dress up clothes, dance lessons, and the list goes on. She had just worn a dress to a wedding only months prior that she had picked out and was starting to play with makeup. Does one truly come out as transgender out of the blue? I started to blame myself. I thought maybe if I were not so girly, this would not have happened. Would it help if I stopped wearing makeup, stopped shaving? Showed her you can still be female without those things? The situation continued to escalate. She proceeded to tell me I was dead naming her, and it felt as if I was stabbing her by calling her her birth name. She did not want me to call her my daughter or my baby girl anymore. Then she casually told me on the way to swim practice she will be getting several surgeries when she's 18, including top surgery. She had the same earnest look on her face that she did just three years prior when she told me she thought she could grow wings. This put me right over the edge. Who was this person who had taken over my daughter and was trying to kill her off? My daughter was perfect just the way she was. I felt more lost, alone, and confused than I had in my entire life. I wanted to save my daughter from a lifetime of surgery, hormones, and pain. How is that wrong or transphobic? I wanted my daughter back. Just when I was starting to give up hope and was continually grieving for my daughter, I found the study on ROGD by Lisa Lipman. This changed my life. This study led me to gender-critical resources in Abigail Schreier's book, and all of the pieces started to fall into place. I was not crazy for intuitively believing her gender confusion was related to her friend group. I also realized the depth of the situation we were truly in. It was comforting to know we were not alone, but I was equally devastated for all the other families in the same situation. I was just as devastated for all of the girls who were being led to believe that they were born in the wrong bodies and being taught they needed to change who they were in order to accept and love themselves. They were rejecting their bodies in very similar ways to girls who experience eating disorders. The more I learned, the more horrified I became. To think of my beautiful girl mutilating her body in order to accept herself and take hormones that can cause sexual dysfunction and sterility, among many other issues, is too much for a mother to bear. It is my job to protect her from others, including herself, until she can fully understand the consequences from the choices she wants to make. 
It is such a balancing act, not reacting to my daughter from a place of sheer terror and anger that I feel. It has been 11 months since my daughter declared she was transgender. I have learned a lot and we have grown as a family. We are making progress, but very slowly. We took her phone, limited internet time, and found a non-affirming therapist. We have worked very hard to build our relationship and trust with her. We plant seeds and gently question the ideology when a window presents itself. She is no longer asking for binders, surgery, or hormones. She acknowledges she is confused and has agreed to give herself time to figure this out. There are moments when the darkness threatens to overtake me, but I trust God has a plan for my daughter and this will merely be an event she will reflect back on as a confusing time in her life. When I see other children, especially young, beautifully innocent children who have not yet been corrupted by the sins of this world or brainwashed by this evil ideology, that teaches children that they choose their gender. I fight the urge to pull their parents aside and tell them what the books did not tell me. But instead I smile and pray that the transgender contagion does not get their children too. This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story too. Go to partnersforethicalcare.com and click the Share Your Story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Partners for Ethical Care is a nonprofit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission. To raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening and bearing witness. Thank you.